Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. My next guest on is Christine Amor Lavar, the founder of Her Planet Earth and co founder of Women on a Mission, a French Swiss Filipina philanthropist, adventurer, author. There isn't much that, frankly, that Christine hasn't done uh, growing up in Manila, Paris, Tokyo, and currently here in Singapore. Welcome to the show, Christine. Great to have you with us on Money FM. Uh, good morning, Len. It's so nice to be on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, our pleasure. And one of the interesting things, you 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 are in the midst of doing a lot of different projects, I know, but one that you've been really working on has been uh, a, a mental health and I- issue, uh, a mentoring program for people with mental health uh, issues and disabilities called We Can Be Heroes. And I thought that it was that was a good one to talk about today, given the connection to the World Health Organization, World Mental Health Day this weekend. Talk to us about that We Can Be Heroes program that you've been working on. So I'm really excited to share a little bit more about this. Um, Glenna, thank you again for letting me um, talk about this. It's an important issue for sure. And it's something that's very close to my heart. And it's an idea that I came, that came uh, to me last year, actually. I watched a film um, that really touched me, people with mental health issues and disabilities. And, you know, I didn't grow up with a sibling or somebody close to me um, with those challenges. So I, I, it opened my eyes a lot to the reality of um, the life of people who are, are faced with these difficulties. And I, I realized that throughout centuries, you know, People with mental health issues and disabilities have been ostracized, uh, have been very unfairly treated, uh, sometimes even called freaks, you know, have been hidden from society. And it's really unfair. I felt it was unfair. Um, And I was thinking, you know, what what could I do to support? It really touched me. Um, And so in the past few years, with one of my nonprofits called Women on a Mission, I've had uh, the chance to run a, a mentoring program with my team. It's a big sister program with Pertapis Home for uh, Women and Girls. And we learned a lot from that experience. So I realized that I could probably do something like that, you know, use the experience uh, and the learnings from a, a mentoring program that we had run now for four years and see if I could uh, do something to support that, you know, those, the, those people who are very much vulnerable and very much need our help. So I did a little bit of research, and as you said, you know, it's a huge issue. I mean, what the, the World Health Organization um, tells us that I think one in four people are will be affected uh, by mental or neurological disorders at one point in their lives. There are over 450 million people in the world that are currently suffering from mental health that issues. That seems so it's, like it's a big, big number, issue. huh? Uh, uh, it is a big issue. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I did a bit of research. I gathered some friends. We're, we're a group of us uh, involved in this new initiative, and it's, it's a really brand new one. And we started first approaching organizations in Singapore that uh, have schools or, um, or, you know, have organizations that help uh, people like this so that we could learn, first of all, if they needed help. You know, it, there's no point in organizing and creating something if it, it's not needed. And so we were... It, we got the confirmation that they need support. They need volunteers to come in and do mentoring and help them uh, because people with mental health issues and disabilities, like all of us, just want to connect, want to have friendship, want love and affection, encouragement. And so that's um, one great way to support. So we started um, contacting these organizations uh, and putting in place uh, this idea called We Can Be Heroes because 
the concept behind the name is that we can all be heroes together and we can and we can do something to help people like that feel more integrated in the into the community mm. and it's a simple way, way to help you know it's um uh, it's a step-by-step kind of initiative where you you have to first screen the, the the volunteers. Obviously, there's a lot of work around that, and they have to fill in forms and be checked and approved yeah. by the ministry first of all. So we facilitate that as a team, um, and then we organize briefings at the the venues where uh, our partners are. So we have a we have three partners actually at the moment, um, and they are well-established organizations in Singapore. Two schools that cater to to children with mental health issues and disabilities. One is the Genesis School. And the other is the Melbourne Special uh, Specialist International School. And then we also approached uh, Meta Welfare Association that has a facility like that supporting adults uh, hmm. who have challenges. What so are we you, what are you finding, uh, Christine, sorry, what are you finding are the, are the biggest needs in these schools for We Can Be Heroes, uh, the volunteers to come in and, and help with? Like you say, they're already established schools and they probably do a pretty good job already. Where, where are you finding you can fill in the gaps? Yeah. While we were meeting with them and questioning them and understanding a little bit more about the work they do, we realized that there were two two sections where we could help. Um, one is some of the teachers need need a break and need support and need almost like teacher assistance, you know. Um, so they were open to having us come and 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 be there maybe during the lunch breaks uh, of the children and and help interact with them and help work on certain projects. And the uh, same thing with uh, with the adult uh, organization for Meta. Uh, they do uh, organize a lot of field trips and they take their beneficiaries out to parks and they go hiking or play bowling. And they need a lot of support to make sure everybody stays together, stays safe, uh, has the best time possible. So they were really open for that support in terms of their actual programs. And then, obviously, uh, when we explain that, you know, the, the objective is obviously to mentor maybe even one-on-one. Is, is to to do that outside of the organization later on. Once the trust is built and the relationship is, is established, then the, the objective of our mentors is to um, take one of their mentees out on a regular basis uh, and, and try to lead a, 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 you know, a normal life as friends do, go to the movies or go, you know, go for a bike ride together. And, and I think that that's the base of the, the mentorship program. It's about the friendship that you could build uh, and support um, for our beneficiaries. Yeah, and and what's the what's been the response so far? How how many uh, kids or adults have you helped? So it's, it's and just what, new it's, it's actually brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally just started a few months ago, okay. and we're also working with uh, the current situation of the pandemic. So it's a little bit unfortunate that we are in this situation, obviously because yeah. uh, there are restrictions in place. So uh, we're actually just in phase one of recruiting volunteers. So I, we are looking for volunteers and, and that takes preparation. Um, and as things open up, then we start uh, doing the work of pairing them up and involving them more. But it's, it's a slow process and I want to be very hands-on with this. Yeah. Speaking with Christine Amour-Lavar, the founder of Her Planet Earth and co-founder of Women on a Mission. And as we talk about uh, working with uh, We Can Be Heroes, the, the latest project you're on, Singapore is... Uh, is trying to to work hard with people with mental health issues, with disabilities. The government's just announced they're putting a task force together on uh, mental health issues as they relate to COVID-19. But in many ways, Singapore has lagged behind many countries in the West, if you look at Europe or North America, in the way that it works with people with disabilities. Do you f- see that there are some, some bright lights, some sparks of hope around that uh, as it relates to not only the work you're going to be doing, but the other schools that are out there now? I think the awareness is growing and, you know, we're seeing a lot of 
issues coming to the surface during the pandemic, as I'm sure you know, I mean, the prime minister also came on TV and addressed it. I mean, I think people are very aware that it's a it's a huge issue that needs that needs attention and that needs to rally communities to support. So mm. uh, obviously, you know, I mean, we have to start somewhere and we have to keep building on the work that has been done already. Um, so my focus is really just on trying to see what we can do, our little bit, you know, all of us as volunteers in the community. I'm, I'm a very positive person. So when I approach this initiatives, I just look at the progress that we can do. Uh, I focus on that and I, I'm very much about driving, um, you know, to, to rally people to do that. Um, so I'm sure we can all, all do better in Singapore, you know, is, is doing its best at the moment. It's dealing with a lot of issues as well, but yeah. I would like to see um, people uh, with mental health issues and disabilities, you know, interacting with us more in the community and, and not be so taboo. It seems it's, it's still a bit of a taboo, you know, to talk about um, these issues and, and to and to bring people like that uh, out in the community. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that we can integrate them more, you know, and they're so deserving. And one of the most beautiful things, I think, about people with mental health issues and disabilities is that they also show us the way, you know, because they don't wear a mask, mm. as we all do in, in the society, you know, by being polite and, and, and acting a certain way. They, they're, what's so beautiful about them is that they're so sincere and so direct in terms of how they show their affection. Yeah. And sometimes it's also difficult for us to take, you know, but I think that's their biggest gift to us. It's, to, it's showing us that, you know, you don't have to have so many layers of formality when you show, when you show affection. And I think that humanity is so important. Yeah. Uh, you're working on, as I mentioned, a number of things. One of the other uh, topics that you've been working on is uh, working with startups. And you've joined an accelerator, a VC called Accelerating Asia uh, Venture Capital Fund that works with young startups. Um, you're on their committee member on their gender advisory board. Talk to us about that. What is uh, What does that look like in the age of, of COVID when VCs, uh, when lots of people are, are struggling and lots of startups especially are having a hard time getting going? So this is really an exciting initiative, Glenn. I'm, I'm, um, I was really uh, happy to be approached um, to, to join this um, gender advisory board. Um, you know, I get to talk to some really exciting founders who are creative and coming up with interesting ideas. Obviously, everything's done on Zoom. You know, we have, it's, it's like a speed dating thing. So they come and they present their ideas. You know, the founders are ready with uh, their presentations and their ideas. And, and obviously, you ask them a lot of questions. And my role, obviously, uh, in terms of the gender advisory board is to make sure that in their business planning, they're looking at sustainable ways for the business. You know, are they looking at, you know, hiring women? Are they looking at great ways that, you know, their products can serve society? Uh, you know, uh, what's the impact on the planet? And those are all important things um, that I'm very excited to talk about with them and just ways that we can help make them successful. So there, there's so much creativity in our region at the moment. And when you hear these young startups, it's, it's really uh, invigorating. You know, I learn as much from them as, as they learn, hopefully, from me. Um, you know, so there's been a big investment in VC um, in, in these funds and in these startups recently, despite COVID-19. Um, so uh, that's quite encouraging. But we need to see more women involved in this, either as investors or as founders themselves, getting the right backing from investors. Now, one uh, would so that, one would assume this this isn't a great time to be starting a startup. I mean, startups are hard no matter when you start them, even in the best of economic conditions. Uh, is there is there any advantage? Uh, for example, are some of these startups looking at specific problems to be solved around yes, the pandemic? Yes. Is that why they're they're yeah. going now? So some of them are. I have I have uh, spoken to. Um, 
a, a brilliant startup actually that was uh, working on some uh, ventilation systems mm. that can detect COVID-19. So some clever ideas there for sure uh, with uh, very, uh, very intelligent and accomplished founders working on that. Uh, you've got other in initiatives, for example, that will take um, satellites up into the sky using hot air balloons. So they're mm. trying to reduce the, the waste, you know, uh, around that we have around the atmosphere already by using hot air balloons that we can retrieve. Obviously, right. um, there's a great startup that I was talking to uh, in ba in Bangladesh that was um, focused on organizing, um, you know, like a grab service for women, only for women, to get them safely to work and to school because it's been an issue there sure. and how they train their drivers. So. They're definitely, uh, you know, navigating the challenges of the pandemic in, in very creative ways. But um, interestingly enough, they've, they've gotten a lot of attention and investors are excited to, to partner with them, which is, is quite encouraging. Actually, Yeah. And are you, you're seeing these all across Asia or are they located in, in, so they're mostly in one place? But, uh, like, for example, the one I mentioned, um, bringing the satellites up is also between Australia and Canada. So they're quite global, yeah. but the majority would be in this region, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and finally, uh, Christine, you've been working on uh, the uh, Global Youth Art Competition. And that's, that's uh, tell, us, tell us about that. It's, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm, a, I'm the co-chair of an initiative uh, organized and run by the IIX Impact Investment Exchange Foundation. Uh, they're pioneers in impact investing here and have done incredible work raising millions of dollars uh, to support uh, great initiatives in the regions, um, businesses that are sustainable and also very focused on women. Um, so one of their, their initiatives is a global youth art competition that is actually extended till uh, December 31. Uh, and we are, we're also going to have an online auction on International Women's Day next year on March 8th. And all the funds uh, from these events will go to support uh, underprivileged women in Asia impacted by COVID-19. So, you know, this is a, an initiative, again, that I'm very happy to support, very proud to support. Um, they've been doing, the IX uh, Foundation has been doing incredible work uh, over the last few years, really trying to support uh, and, and empower women. Yeah. And who can join, who can join in on the, on the art competition? Can anybody submit artwork or how does that exactly. work? Exactly. So it's, so it's, it's youth ones. So obviously it's for, it's for children uh, or young adults. And there's a lot of information. They can go to iixfoundation.org and all the information is there in terms of how to apply and how to join. Yeah. And what types of, uh, what types of art, is it all just uh, paintings and that sort of thing? Or are there other types of visual arts? What is it? Uh, all, sorts, all sorts. Obviously, we're looking for, um, you know, themes that are inspiring, uh, obviously, uh, around female empowerment, ideally, but it's, it's actually quite open. And, and we're just looking for as many participants as possible and in, in, in ways to connect uh, in that way, using art as a way to promote uh, female empowerment. Wow, very interesting. So much, so much. <laughs> so really, when do you have time to do anything else? You've got so many things going on all the time. <laughs> you got my Sunday morning already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you no, have to get up early, like on a Sunday morning, right? And do yeah, interviews now so you can have the rest of the day to work. Exactly. If you love what you do, it's not work, right? So you're just enjoying it. And, and yeah, time flies you know, when you're having fun. So. <laughs> well, and good thing for that. Uh, of course, there is a, a really nice uh, interview that was, uh, that was done um, by Farah Shah in The Peak uh, this month. So if, uh, if anyone's interested to look at that article, uh, it shows you in a number of the environments that you were working uh, with, with folks around the world. So that's a, that's a great interview Thank in The so Peak much, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, Christine Amor-Lavar, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us, founder 
founder of Her Planet Earth and co-founder of Women on a Mission. Really appreciate your time today, and thanks for all the uh, amazing things you're working on. Thank you, and have a lovely Sunday. Thank Bye you. now. Thank you, and Thank you too. You. Bye-bye. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.